Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome to the 100th episode of the Work Less, Make More podcast in celebration of this fantastic, momentous occasion. I have brought in a special friend and guest. We're going to do just a little bit something different today. I've brought my biz bestie and good, good friend for many, many years, Jeannie Spiro, who was actually the first podcast that I did other than my little intro. I went back to look to see. It was like I had like a short intro, but then you were the very next one who came on as my guest. So it just seemed fitting to have her come back for the 100th episode, and we're going to have a little fun today, and she's going to do a little interview with me. So I am going to turn it over to my dear friend, Jeannie Spiro. Well, first of all, it's so awesome to be on your show and to get to flip the script and have me be able to interview you. And I'm so happy we've had a long friendship and business relationship, and it's so exciting to do this. And 100, awesome. I love this. So thank you for wanting to do this, Donna. I'm super excited. I remember thinking like, oh, 100 episodes is like, that'll be here quickly. And it's been almost two years. Like it is actually a longer time than you would think. (laughs) Well, if you do one a week, you could figure that out, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you've been consistent. I haven't been on my podcast and you have. So I I have so many questions, but I really want to start with Going back a little bit in time, when you first started your journey, Donna, it's not the business that you have today. When we first met, I'm going to go back to that chapter. Okay. Yes. You had a completely different business the very first time we met, which if I remember was around 2011, 2012. We've known each other at least 10. Yeah, I think you're right. Ago. I think it was around that time, 2011. So it, yeah, it's like been over 10 years, which is crazy, but I did. I had a totally different business. It was not anything to do with teaching or doing courses for people or helping people make money, right? It was uh, my homeschool business where I was helping families um, help them with Waldorf inspired homeschooling because I was homeschooling my kids at the time. And it just was birthed out of that necessity. And yeah, so I was doing something totally, totally different. (laughs) And you started the business what year? I don't I, I don't have yeah, the I started date. the business at the end of 2009, like October-ish of 2009. So yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> it seems like that's a really long time ago to have an online business at this point, right? Right. And, and that's the thing. Like, it's so funny. In some ways, we're almost like dinosaurs who've been around for a long time who had a business back before a lot of the technology and the things that that exist now, like the advances. Oh, and yes. right. So so I want to dive into something that's really important here, which was you when I first met you, you had a business that allowed you 
it's not much different than what you have now, but had a business that allowed you to have a lot of freedom, a lot of flexibility and opportunity to homeschool your children. And opposite of me at the time, I was heavily into working with clients one-on-one and I was fascinated that you had courses and you were not working in one-on-one. And I thought, you have so much more time than I do. So that was a, an early design decision. Was that was that fair to say? I guess so. I mean, I think it just, it, it, it happened. I don't know that it was a conscious decision. One, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to like business or that you should have private clients first or anything like that. I just knew I only had a very short amount of time with two seven-year-olds running around and homeschooling them and just running the house in general that I had to do something that was like, I had an hour here and there. It was that type of thing, you know? So you, any of you have young kids know what it's like, but I couldn't have any much more of that (laughs) to do. So it was like, what can I do in this little bit of time that I have to have my, you know, to create a business And at the time it was like, I need something for myself. That's my own, even though it was around homeschooling. I was also like, you know, like at that place where I was like, oh my God, I just want to do something that doesn't involve, you know, making food, wiping butts and doing laundry. (laughs) Right, right. And so, okay. How was the whole idea inspired though? Like initially you thought I'm going to turn this into a business because I I'm, I'm so curious. I don't even remember. You know, this. It was so funny because I remember it so clearly. My, my husband took my kids up to Charlotte, to my parents for like a long weekend. And I can't remember why that was. Maybe they were going to a game or so. I can't remember why, but I got to stay home in my house for the first time since the kids had been born. You know, not like we'd been on vacation and we'd gone places, but the first time in my own home, just me and my dog, (laughs) it was like bliss. And I was like, I remember thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do for like four days or three days? I can't remember how long. It wasn't that long, but it probably was three days. But one thing I was doing that I remember doing was, and I don't know if any of you guys remember, this was so long ago, but there was this program and I can't remember her name at the moment, but I could look it up called Healing with the Masters. Are you familiar with that at all? No, no. It was at the time, of course, no one knew what this was at the time, but it was a huge telesummit, right? Okay, back then they didn't call it that, but it was this huge telesummit. And I can't remember the woman's, who she was at this time, but I totally give her credit where she just brought in like 30 people, interviewed them, and then you could listen to it all for free, just like a normal television. But at, I was so enamored. I was like listening to this over this whole weekend. And I was, well, I, and there were different things. They were all like these woo woo people too. She was very mystical and it was some personal development too. So I don't know, the idea just over the weekend was like, I had been wanting to start a business because I had already tried doing some other little businesses mm-hmm. With my gardening, I think I told you I'd grown yep. herbs and I'd grown flowers, but it was just too hard. I needed to do something where I was at home. And, you know, and David always said, if you can do something on the phone at home, you're going to make a million dollars. I guess that tells you what he thought of me, right? Talking on the phone a lot. But anyway, the idea is a lot about our relationship too. Though. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, so that came, so while I was listening to all of this sort of, you know, personal development and spiritual, you know, journey type, like interviews, 
the idea came that I could do this for what I was doing in my homeschooling because I needed help. And I knew other moms probably needed help too, because it was quite complicated to do what we were doing. There wasn't like, here's how you do it. And then I thought, I'm just going to model this woman's because I guess I thought it like was going to be easy, not, not knowing anything <laughs> about how to run a telesummit or even how to do anything online at all. I mean, back then I was, you know, the internet was just new. And so I was, but you know me, I was like, eh, I'll figure it out. So that's really was the inspiration of it. And I remember coming up with the idea and coming up with the idea for the Waldorf connection. And it was just, um, I was so excited. And then it was just a matter of how I was going to get to that place. Of course, I didn't start with telesummits. I just started with just single people doing interviews. And right. then I did the following summer, you know, so this was October-ish. The following yes. summer, I believe I had my first telesummit where I had like 25 guests or whatever come on and I did it. So yeah, it was quite interesting. So John, I have so many questions I want to ask you about this, but over the last couple of years, there's been some changes in your business. And, and actually, I don't know if everybody realizes this. One of the things that's super unique about our friendship, our relationship, and how we work together is we don't look at each other ever as competitors. We really have always supported each other and we always are encouraging one another. We've both hired each other at different times. We pick up the phone and we call each other and we're very, very supportive of one another in our journeys. And I remember very distinctly when you were making the decision to move away from the Waldorf home, homeschooling, right? Waldorf Connection and you were looking to make the transition. And one of the things that I, I had said to you was, Donna, you're so brilliant at being able to develop courses and programs. And you knew it already because you've been doing it for years, but it was, how did you pivot from what you were doing into being able to help people develop their courses and their programs? In that pivot, it was, there were really great things, but there were also some challenges. And I, and I want to bring this up because I think a lot of people who are making, you work with people who are pivoting, like adding in a course or making a change from something they're doing. What's one of the biggest takeaways that you could say you had or the lesson that you could learn from having made that pivot at that stage? What's something you want to share with everyone? Well, first, I want to say that you were the one who pointed out to me that I should do a, a business about courses <laughs> because I was like, I'll do telesummits and how to do JV marketing and all this other stuff. And you were like, what? <laughs> you grew an entire business about on courses. So I didn't just in case people weren't getting that or haven't heard my previous thing that that entire world of connection was created around programs and courses and selling things that were one to many. And I never until the very end when my kids went to school and I had probably three or four actual real clients that were private clients, it was all done in the one to many. So yeah, there's so many things I wanna say about this. And maybe because like we were saying, we're like the grandmas when it comes to be, at least I feel like for me, doing courses for like 14 years sounds like, oh my gosh, what in the world? And it's things have changed not only in marketing and in business and the world, but in the way courses have flown, have, have created, been, you know, just like received and marketed and the technology, like so much has changed in 14 years. You can just imagine, right? Like back when they didn't even have Zoom or, or webinars, right? Like it's, it's gone such a different, like in such a short period of time, but um, 
yeah. So I think there's, when it comes to pivoting, I'm trying to think of what your question was now. Yeah, like pivoting in your business. You made uh, that big pivot. Like it was like, you oh, knew from that homeschooling into doing courses. At the time, it felt like it was just an easy thing because people were asking me to show them, yeah. like, how can I homeschool my son and stay home and make some extra money? So it sort of started at that. But then when I decided to sell the other business and really go into it full time, I feel like I still had something going while I, I ran the two businesses for about two years. Yeah. And then, so there was always that like, okay, I have the security of the other business, which was sort of running on autopilot. But once I sold that one, then it was like, okay, let me jump into this, you know, let me jump in kind of full, full time into this course business. And I was super excited. I know about like what I should do, what I should not do. But one thing that I did find is that it was a lot harder for me to sell my courses over here in this arena mm -hmm. versus me selling the courses like in my homeschool business. And there's probably several reasons why one, obviously, you know, I had a big audience that I had built up over there and I had to start over from basically nothing or just a few people that had moved over from my homeschool list, right? That's what I started with. So I had a very small list and it was like doing courses, starting a business with courses then in 2016, which is when I started, was a lot different than when I started the first business in 2009 or 2010. Was, 2010 was my first time I launched a course. So it was a lot different. Like things had changed in six years with marketing and with courses and with technology. And I was in a totally different space, you know, trying to sell courses. And so I was like thinking, oh, this is going to be like, no problem. I'm just going to get out here and do the same thing I did over here. And it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. It didn't work the way I thought it was going to work. And I was like, gosh, this is a lot harder than I thought. I figured, oh, I've got this, right? I've been doing it already. And I'll just, just now I just talk about this instead of homeschooling, right? But it didn't work out that way. No. No. And yet you stuck with it and you oh, figured yeah. it out. Yep. And the thing that I remember what was always underlying was that even though you were taking on some private clients, you were so fast to look at how could I make sure that my business would still stay leveraged so that I would still be able to have the freedom and flexibility and work the way that I want to work. And, you know, meanwhile, over here in this department, I was still doing a lot of private coaching and still working with clients. But you, you recognized within yourself that you wanted a business model that would allow you to still be able to work with people in the most leveraged way, where does that come from beside wanting the freedom and flexibility? Is that something within you that you've recognized about yourself and how you work or? Well, where yeah, that come from? it's been interesting as you, as you know, I know, you know, personally, like my, what's been happening, but for everybody else. Yeah. I, I went through some huge changes in 2021 and mm -hmm. though we're talking about 2016 and then we're talking about here, but you're right now looking back, it's it always like able to see clearer, like looking back as to how my brain works and how I was doing things. I mean, you were the one who told me at the very beginning of 2016, don't just jump into making a course, take some private clients first so you could really help people. And I did that for the first time ever. And knowing that it was very short, like, okay, let me work with them see what their needs are. And then I'll bundle that up and put that into a course that became a coaching group. You know, my, my, what I'd ran for years. 
And the same thing that's happened now. And just, you know, as a um, personal development and growth, and you've been a huge catalyst for this because you were the one who was like, why aren't you teaching all the other stuff that you're doing in your business? And, you know, you told me that a whole year, like at the beginning of 2021, I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. Then you said it to me again in the summer. Then you said it to me again when I was kind of like, you know, I think she might be onto something, but it was something so close. And so that's how I know it's like my genius or what they call, I call my brilliance or whatever, right? Like this thing that you can't see that you're doing. And I never had really found what that was, but as I went through sort of this, I don't know, dark night of the soul, I'm calling it like the end of 2021, where I really like imploded everything. I'm like, and had to kind of see like what was out there, what else was, was I doing and what else, like the next level of my business, I want to say, right. We, we grow up and we, we evolve and our business has to catch up to that, I think, or after, or it starts to get a little stale. And I think that's what happened for me. But once you, I really recognized that there were those things. It's something that I looked back over my life and it's something I've been doing always. And that was the key. Cause I had done, you know, I've been like a personal development junkie over the years, always listening to books, always looking and they're always like, what's that one thing that you've been doing all your life? And I'd be like, I don't know. I never could like nail it weirdly until like six months ago, I'm telling you for real. And it's that I look at things different and I just have a way of making things simpler and easier, no matter what it is. It has no, it doesn't have to do with business. It could be my family's always calling me for things, my friends, and I'd be like, whether it's organizing a closet or telling you about, I mean, and it's not even just like something I really know inherently. It's almost like an intuitive thing. And as you know, I'm trying to bring a lot more of my intuition. It can be something so random and I just like, no, or I'll go look at something and go, let me just do a little research. And then I'm like, here it is for you. And that just comes so naturally to me that I never recognized that. Well, and this is, I want to um, kind of pivot and shift the conversation a little bit into this because there's the conversation, which is about knowing what you're good at and you're doing and you're making money in your business, which you did, right? And you figured out how to grow a business. And so there's all the steps to growing a business, getting the clients, figuring out what you're doing. But then there comes a time which came in 2016 for you of, I'm not, I'm going to make a pivot out of what I was doing and then I'm going to grow something else, but still there were threads underneath it, which were, I'm going to take some of it along, but then you had to almost like restart your business. But in the process of restarting, you were ramping up, you were growing, it was like kind of starting business again and you did. But then in 2020, 2021, it was, you know, knowing us, the way we work together, it was like, there was something internally, you knew that Mm -hmm. there was more for you is how am I going to pivot what this part of my business is so I can help more people go beyond teaching courses, go into something more. And why I'm bringing this up is because what Donna is brilliant at is being able to say, and she's done this a lot with me, is just what you were saying, simplifying things, looking at things in a different way. How can you work with more people, but not necessarily spend as much time working with as many people? So the more advanced business owners that are coming to you too now are saying, I've done a really good job, right? I was Donna, you know, 2009. I was Donna 2016, where I was scaling or growing my business. Now I need to scale. Now I need to simplify this. 
And I think that where your genius is, is not succumbing to, I have to be the only one, or I have to be doing this in private calls all the time. Mm -hmm. And I love that because there's no way we're going to be able to scale our business and, and help more people if we're only working one-to-one. So tell everyone a little bit about what your day looks like as far as how you serve your clients. You do this in a really leveraged way. So could you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's something I've I don't know whether it came from because having kids or it's just the way I work and now finding out that as my, you know, human design, if you guys are into any of that, being a projector, um, just knowing I wasn't meant to work like eight hour days or whatever. Um, I can do that, of course, but um, that's no fun. So yes, let me tell you. And I, some, it took me a little bit, like I came from a short stint of corporate, right? Like I did work about five years in a corporate environment. I know that's not that long, but I hated every moment of that. And I, one thing I always knew is I was going to be an entrepreneur because I couldn't follow the rule. I hated people telling me what to do and following the rules. I even hated it in high school and college. Like I just didn't like to be confined. And I'm sure it came from this though. I had no idea where it was coming from. Like there's, I remember like some of my early jobs, like going in and telling them how they need to redo their entire like office and stuff. So my day starts you know, I'm, I'm an early, sort of an early riser. I'd like to get up in the morning, like by seven. I know some people are getting a much earlier, but I, I go, I have my private time in the morning or my morning routine. And, you know, depending on the weather, whatever time of the year, I take a walk now early because it's hot and I have to get out there before it's too hot. Then I come back, I might work out one day or I might read or I might listen to some YouTube videos. Like I sort of do like a inspirational, motivational something. And I tell you one thing I don't do, which I know surprises many people is I do not check the messages on my phone until maybe nine or 10 o'clock until I'm done. Like until I'm done with whatever, like I have my tea, like the last thing I want to do or the first is is having that first thing. I don't want to like see all that stuff. Not that I have a lot of it anyway, but I will say I don't have tons of emails and tons of things because I just don't run my business that way. No one calls me or anything like that. No one calls me. No one has my phone number. No one. And if they call me, I never answer the phone. So if you, and I have a couple clients who I had texted and then they tried to call me. I'm like, why are they calling me? I don't answer the phone. I have, I try to work from like 10 to two ish. And yeah, after that, I'm no good. Like I have this like three o'clock slump. If you guys have ever read the book, when I highly recommend, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but um, they talk about like being like a a night owl and a morning. I can't remember what the birds are like summer morning people, but everybody has like this afternoon slump. I'm basically worthless about three 30 and four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so I try not to schedule anything for that time, especially client calls. Like I don't want to be like half falling asleep. I literally go on my couch, which is I'm pointing over here in my office. I have like a couch and I take a nap many days. 
if I don't, I just lay there like watch YouTube video or read or something. And, or if it's not a thousand degrees, I'll take an afternoon walk, but yes, my, and maybe I started doing that because picking my kids up from school when they finally went to school, like I was done by two 30 at the latest. Cause I had to go pick them up. And then I just realized that's why I want to do my stuff. Like I wanted my stuff. Sometimes I get like a little creativity in the after. Like my husband cooks dinner around five or six o'clock and I might come in here and be like, let me just work on something that I like it's not for a project type, but it's more of a creative piece. And I take Fridays off every week that I started to do that officially. It's been a while now, probably most of this year for, at first I was kind of like, I'm taking Fridays off, but then I also kind of felt like guilty a little bit. And yeah. now I've stopped with the Mondays, not like stop working, but I don't have any calls booked. I don't have anything that I have to do at a particular time on Monday, but I kind of use it as like CEO time or creative time or like, Hey, I'm doing like my, I might do a podcast episode, which doesn't take me that long. Something small that I just do for like an hour or whatever, maybe write an email. So I've kind of like, let me see if I can just work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. I know I can. So I'm trying to pushing it all, but I'm sort of still working Mondays just as a let's just see how it goes kind of a thing that I just decided. So yeah, that that's my day. So the reason I asked you this really important question is because for the business owner who has a lot of clients and is working with a lot of people one-on-one, this has been me. I've been like, Donna, tell me how your day looks. We crave having more time. We crave having a more streamlined schedule, a more streamlined business. And when you get to that point of, you know, you go past that first phase and stage of business where you're sort of in that ramping up mode and you're like, hold on, this business is really taking off to, I can't possibly keep up with my business anymore. There has to be some kind of pivot. So the reason I asked you this question, I wanted you to tell everyone is because it is what a lot of business owners want when they get to a certain phase and stage. And I've been encouraging her to have to talk more about this, to s- explain how it's possible, what you do exactly, because underneath it, this is, it's a redesign of your business model. It's a redesign of how you're delivering your services. And this is where you're so genius in looking at how you're going to serve people yeah, so you can yeah be able to simplify and grow. It's and not this is about courses, which is what I was thinking for so long until you like whacked me over the head several times. And I'm kind of like, well, what is it that I do? And then I'm, I'm still unpacking things. Like I'm literally like watched myself for a while and I still like, oh, there's something else that I'm doing. Cause it just yeah. is like ingrained, but it's a lot about boundaries and about setting things up, decisions about intentions and like it's like I just decided okay I'm not going to take any more calls on Monday yeah and you know I know that's not everyone can just say that and just do that but um sometimes there is a decision that just has to be made or a boundary that just has to be it's not always super hard to do the things that we want to do but I think that the way I look at things is how can we do it in a way that is it's a the way we want to do it instead of the way we think we have to do it. Right. Like, and instead of just like, Oh, well, I guess I just have to work Monday through Friday because this is just what I always did. Like, like how can we just push the boundaries? And I think probably what happened in 2021, not only was I kind of like growing out of it a little bit, but I feel like everything is like, like the world has changed right over the last couple of years. And I think that is also like, 
a place of like, how can I like take what I've been doing and like really mm -hmm. expand and help people? Cause I think people after 2020 are like ready almost. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's time for people to go, okay, we don't want to keep doing it the way we were doing it before. So the messaging or like what I've been doing is sort of timely now. Well, and, and the part that I think is really important is you said this a moment ago, it was beyond courses. There was also the recognition that because things became more in focus, right? Like how are we spending our time or who we were we spending our time with or what became important again? You know, I went on a wellness journey. And so it was like, how am I going to make sure that I keep up with that as opposed to let that go because my business was going to run me? You know, like a lot of people went through those kinds of uh, shifts in their life and said, I'm not going to go about business the same way. And this is another reason why I've been really encouraging you to help more more women in particular who I know have been coming to you to say, I this is a chapter in my life that I don't want to miss, right? My kids being around or being able to homeschool my children and have a business that allows me to have freedom and flexibility. Or I might want to make a lot of money in this chapter in my life, but still have freedom and flexibility to be with a partner or do the things I want. And so why I keep saying to you is in like, really help more people with this is because I think there's so many that are acknowledging that this is the time to shift their business to also enjoy their lives. And so I know you're offering new services and ways of working with people, um, VIP day experiences, opportunities to redesign their business. What do you want to say about this next evolution of the way you're serving people? Yeah, I'm so I'm excited. And I feel like, like I was saying, like, it's, it's like people have realized that it's not just about making money. And why do they have to? Why do they have to give up the time to make the money? Like, why can't we have it all in a way? My husband's like, you just want your cake and eat it too. And I'm like, you're damn right. I do. I've always been that person. And it's like, I'm not going to give up that for that. I, I find a way to have both. And maybe I'm just realizing this as I'm saying it, but that is really the way I, I live my life. I, I do put myself first and I put my family first. Like, why does it have to be one or the other? Why does that be family or me or business or money? Like, why can't we have it all together and do what we love and make the money and have time to do what we want to do? So I'm all about having it all in that way. And now like bringing that to other people and like helping people with that. And as you know, in the last year, I've also, I want to talk about this because I don't want to miss it is like bringing a lot more of my woo side and intuition, something I've been doing on a journey for at least probably since my kids were like three. So it's been 15, 17 years and probably actually longer, but um, that I'm sort of bringing the intuitive woo side in something that, like I said, I've been doing in my life, but I'm trying to find a way to bring it into my business. And I find like now with what I'm doing with helping people simplify their business models or when you're like, well, how are you doing that? I'm kind of like, I don't know, like it just happens, you know? And so I'm now recognizing that a lot of that is my intuitive qualities of, you know, just, it's like a knowing, I'm very clear sentient, which is like a knowing 
and just actually bringing in the other stuff, like reading people's cards and doing different things. Like we're doing moon magic and like, I love all that and people are loving it too. And I feel like it's, it's also timely. Like, I think maybe people are sort of ready for that in a way too, of like embracing a little more spiritual, fun, magical, whatever you want to call it. I think it's like come out the other side. And I feel like I'm been there the whole time, kind of waiting for everybody to catch up and also myself to catch up, to look back and say, oh, I've been doing this. So here, let me show you how to, let me show you. <laughs> here are some ways, that, here's how I can show you. And it's, it was news to me as well. But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, yes, I've been doing this the whole time. So I'm super excited to bring all of that because I'm, it's like such a passion now for me. It's like, it was like, I'm doing a lot of the same things that I was already doing, even though it feels brand new because I'm bringing it in a conscious, intentional way, if that makes sense. It, well, and I think the way I like to look at it for you is that you bring people to like more harmonious place. And when with these practices, you're sort of helping them move out of like the chaos and the lack of boundaries or the, the work, work, work really hard rhythm into a more harmonious place in their business, in their life, and maybe even some inner awareness for themselves around what matters to them. And so your practices, all the things that you've learned and that you've done, I see them in your business in such a beautiful way because it's getting people to look let's face it, you and I have both worked really hard for a really long time and we work, we're both strategists, right? So there's a side of our brain that's analytical and, and we work in strategy, but there's another side, which is the intuitive creative side. And what, what I'm seeing you do is you're allowing that to come out of business owners more to blend it back into the strategy so they can find the natural rhythm within their businesses too and their lives. So, yeah, I mean, there's only so much strategy, right? I mean, you can do strategy, but you've got to have this other piece. And I have had it in my business and the times I don't have it or when I don't listen to my intuition and I just do very masculine strategy, whatever that, like it never really works and that never really flows, right? So it's having that whole flow. It just comes out for me, sort of like, you know, for you when you're like doing people's talks or whatever, for me, it's just like, I'm helping people create their courses and I just pull all of that. It just it comes so easily to me and I want to show people too, uh, you know, how they can continue. Like, like you said, again, something I hadn't really realized, I want them to have a beautiful life they love and not be burned out and stressed. And so I guess that is part of it. Like, how can they just like cutting their hours may not be the thing, right? Because then they're going to feel like they're not like I felt at first, like I'm, I was like, I was playing hooky or something. <laughs> like I felt like my Fridays, like I was just sitting around not doing anything, but I should be doing something like, you know what I mean? So, and, and finally I let that go and I'm like, just go outside and garden, like have a good time. Like that is what you should be doing. So it's like bringing back mm -hmm. a little bit of playfulness and uh, maybe some belief shattering too of like what life looks like versus business looks like and kind of cutting through a lot of that and bringing around like, why can't we create something that's all of those things? That's a different, it's like doing business differently, basically, right? Oh, 1000%. And I think that this is a, a really big point. What we, and we talked about this a moment ago, but we spend so much time thinking and working and strategizing and then sometimes we neglect the nudges and the messages. And so you might 
have already seen the signs. Like for me, I, I physically saw signs in my body that I didn't want to work a certain way, but I kept ignoring those signs. And so when you start to like, it's, it's knowing the way to make the shift, which is part of what you help with, right? Like, how are you going to redesign? How are you going to shift things? But also acknowledging that your body or your, your, your mind or your being is saying, this is no longer working for me. Let's find the, the, the answers. Let's find the way to the next phase of this. Yeah. That doesn't a lot of people. And I think a lot of people come to me at that place. I think they're coming to me. Like I can no longer keep doing this. Like I am burning out or I'm just like, I'm, I love working with clients, but I just can't do it the same way. I need something else. <laughs> they, they come like, help me. They want, they know they need to change. They know they don't want to continue down this road or they feel like they're getting themselves backed into a corner really fast. And it yeah. can happen really fast because it's like you said, we, we jump in and we want to get all this business and we have that startup phase. And the next thing we know, your calendar is full and you have all these clients. And now what do you do, right? You're sort of at this, I want to keep scaling. I don't want to lose the income. I think that's the thing. Like you've built up and I don't want you to do that either. Cause I, I know what that's like. You've put in the work and you're successful. It's going well, but, and like, if you cut half your clients, well, then there goes half your income and you don't want that. You want to keep it and you want to raise your income, but you want to bring down the hours. Like right now you've got this and I want you to do this, right? I want you, you know, you guys can't see me, but I'm like, yeah, it's like, it, um, yeah, like a scale, right? It's a scale, right? Like, yeah, the one side is really heavy. You've got all these clients, but then, you know, if you take off, you, you've got to learn a way to balance that out or to, to leverage uh, that's for the be- lack of a better word, what you're doing. And that's what I take. That's what I help people look at in their business. How can you leverage the success and what you're already getting results for clients or patients or whatever it is? Like, what can we take? How can we take this? success, even if they don't see that there is a system to it or that there is something, I always find the system, even if they can't. I think this is important because you're saying this, it's like, there's a certain mindset when we're, when we're working towards revenue generation. So, you know, I spend a lot of time with people in that first phase in particular of business where they're not in startup, they're in that next stage of like ramping up their revenue. And in that mindset, it's very much like, what are my strategic decisions, right? To be able to generate the revenue. And then once we talked about this earlier, but once you get to that next phase, you're not, you don't, you already know how to get clients. You already know how to sell for the most part, but the, the mindset needs to shift in that of, instead of like thinking, how am I going to get more clients? It's, how am I going to think about serving more people Mm -hmm. and how can I shift my mindset into what's possible around redesigning so I can support more people. Right. And that's where you come in and like really architecting things and shifting the mindset around of, yes, you've already had success. You're going to have success again. Let's catch up to this new mindset or new way of thinking in order to scale your business. Which yeah, I know people don't think they can do or they can get the same results. They like they feel, and I know I've even had this conversation with you. You're like, well, people just want me 
privately. They just want my one-to-one. And it's a belief, you know, of like that that's the only way, or that's the best way. And you can't get results any other way. And it's not just about the coaching. There are other parts of the business too, but yeah, I think it is stuck because that's what they know. That's what they've been doing. And that's what they see everybody else doing. And there's a lot of other things that can be, you know, brought in. And like you said, it is a mindset shift of how can they still create impact? Because I know that that's the reason people are doing it. They want to make impact. They want to help people. They want to have results for people, but they don't want to give up. Like, well, that's all great if I just have a course, but how is that good? Then people won't actually get results, right? They feel like there's a missing piece, but it doesn't, there, it doesn't have to be that way. I've had many people get many results and it's not been about me working one-to-one. So there is no. a mindset shift of how can I look at my business differently? But you're right. It's like, yes, how can, now it's time. Now you've created that. Okay. I've got it working now. How can we make it work for you? That's what I want people to start turning yes. around. So you've yeah. got it working, but now you've got to create something that works for you and, and takes you back to, okay, great. I mean, if you want to work day and night, that's fine. But I think most people, especially when they get to a certain age can find other ways to spend their time and yeah. still work with people. It doesn't say you can't work one-to-one or have it private clients, but I think it's up to you. And it, what this does is give you options. Yes. And I think that's where many people get to this place of, I have no options. I'm stuck in this model and I don't know how to get myself out of it without scrapping the whole thing right. you know, or firing all my clients, right? But there is a little pivots that can be made and just looking at it from a different way of creating something that works for you and you can still work with the people you want to work with, but you don't have to. Well, and I think that there's three things that are important because for those of you who don't know, Donna and I have worked together and also she has coached me in moving away from some of the thinking and the setup of my program. And it's not only the thinking part, it's in the serving part of it, like how could I serve in a different way that would allow me to be able to shift my, my business a little bit so I had more space. And so you're so genius at this, Donna. And for those of you who are listening to this episode, I really want you to, to, to reach out to Donna in particular if you're in that space, because that's where I've been. I spent a lot of time you know, I grew my business to a certain point. I worked with many, many, many clients one-on-one. And then it was, how do I pivot out of working with as many people one-on-one and be able to serve more people? Because that's been my big mission. Like, how do I do that? What's the best way? And this is really where I love where you come in, whether it's in a course, whether it's in a group um, coaching program, whether it's in some kind of leveraged way, it's not only in like the way you serve, it's like the mechanics and inside of that. But also what I love is you help people bridge between where they are to where they want to go and all of those questions that come up in between. So you're so genius at this and I can't thank you enough for supporting me, Donna. I love it. I'm so happy. (laughs) I is what I love to do. So it's like, and, and even in, in your situation, it's been like, it comes back around, it comes back around. It's like, how can we, you know, just keep, going a little deeper and keep creating more leverage. And it's a challenge for me as too, to see how can I go inside and, and peel back those layers and, and create even more fun and um, just, just a, a business that 
I just want to say one that fits into your life and not where you have to fit your life into your business. And that's what I want for everybody. <laughs> well, we might have to make this a two-part episode. I know, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. You know, we we clearly can talk. David's right. We could both be talking forever and ever. Yes, and we could. You know us very well, obviously. But Donna, I'm so happy I get to celebrate your 100th episode with you and, you know, our Thank friendship. You. I love that we have our friendship and that we can be business besties. And for all of you who are listening, there were so many golden nuggets in this episode. So thank you for allowing me to interview you on this episode, Donna. And it's yours you for to wrap up and, if you'd like. No, thank you for coming and pulling it all out and saying a lot of things concisely to kind of keep me on track here. But it's been fun. And I'm just, I'm celebrating the 100th episode. And if you guys go back and listen to the first episode, if you haven't, and catch the one we did way back at the beginning. And thank you, Jeannie, for celebrating here with me today. I I appreciate it. I love you, girl. (laughs) All right, you guys. Until next time, I will see you on another episode. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, grab my free Simplify and Scale template at DonnaAshton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.